0: Any fool can remake a film, and this fool, yours truly, is no exception. Now obviously I don't mean literally gather the resources and the people to shoot a movie all over again. It isn't just any fool who can do that. You need to be another kind of fool entirely, well placed in the movie business. And I will just digress here and mention something I saw attributed to Michael Caine. He wondered why filmmakers are so keen on remaking successful films, hit films. Surely it's more sensible to remake the films that flopped so as to get them right. Well, yes, it would be sensible in a world that didn't put profit ahead of artistic merit. <laughs> so that's another good idea, Boshed. No, my version of remaking a film is a lot cheaper and much more flexible. When I've seen one enough times to become familiar with its plot, its framings and its dialogue... I start to deconstruct it in my head, thinking about other camera angles or how I might have edited the thing in a different way. Uh, This is the might have been film director coming out. But sad as all that might sound, it often gets even sadder. I have casting director daydreams. (laughs) Ha! Yup! Figuring out who else might have played a particular part in a film or TV programme, and who might have done a better job. For example. The BBC's 1979 treatment of John le Carre's Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is rightly regarded as a near masterpiece, and Alec Guinness's BAFTA-winning turn as George Smiley might seem to be beyond criticism. Ho ho ho, not where I'm concerned. Don't get me wrong, I think he did a very fine job, but I also believe there was another actor on the scene at the time who would have done an even better job. Guinness is on record as saying he thought Arthur Lowe would have been ideal for the part. I rather like that idea. But I reckon I found an even stronger candidate. And I found him in the old sitcom Yes Minister. Remember Sir Arnold Robinson, the Cabinet Secretary, as played by John Nettleton? He had a beautifully rich voice. He could be still and silently attentive in a commanding way. And he wouldn't have been jolting us out of the story with those little facial expressions and body movements that telegraph Alec Guinness whenever we see Guinness. Go on, run a bit of Tinker Taylor in your mind and substitute Nettleton for Guinness. It works, doesn't it? OK, while we are still on the subject of remakes and stuff, try this bit of harmless daftness. In 1960, when Yul Brynner and the Mirisch Corporation were preparing their western remake of the Japanese classic Shichini no Samurai, or Seven Samurai if you're not pretentious, A remake that in turn became another classic, The Magnificent Seven. Do you think they decided to model the personalities of the Seven on Disney's Seven Dwarfs? Or was it an unconscious thing? The correspondences do seem too close for coincidence. Seriously? Think about it. Yul Brynner plays Chris, the organiser of the Seven, the one to whom the other six instinctively defer. But that makes him Doc. Brad Dexter plays Harry, who good-naturedly refuses to accept in the face of all the evidence that there's no gold mine or massive fortune waiting for the seven when they've done their job. Not only that, having left them to their fate in the climax, he chooses to return and promptly gets shot dead for being conspicuously, um, conspicuous. Well, that makes him dopey. Steve McQueen plays Vin, who makes all the lame jokes in the film and is hardly ever seen without a silly grin on his face. That makes him happy. Charles Bronson plays Riley, who gets miffed quite a lot. The farmers can't shoot straight. You fellas should be ashamed of yourselves eating the best food in the village. Don't let me hear you calling your fathers cowards. So he's clearly grumpy. Robert Vaughan is Lee, the man who's lost his nerve and ducks out of most of the gunplay. One might call him bashful. James Coburn is Brit the knife-thrower, whose default speed throughout the film is dawdle, and we first meet him when he's trying to have a peaceful early afternoon snooze. Guess what? That makes him sleepy. The last one's a bit more tenuous. Horst Buchholz, as Chico, the young hothead, would have to be sneezy. But you could argue that his rash outbursts in the film are sort of sneezes of the temperament, so I'm going with that. All of which goes to demonstrate that any fool can remake a film, but if you're going to have seven magnificent dwarfs in it, give one of them a pinch of pepper occasionally.